Welcome to the College Football Bros. I'm Michael Newman. I'm Ryan Newman. And I'm Trey Newman. All right. Last episode, I ranked the ACC quarterbacks to start our quarterback ranking series. You guys let me know your thoughts, Ryan and Trey, and you were a little bit mean at times, but fair. Harsh, but fair. Ryan, you are up with the big 12 quarterbacks here, and you should start with number 12. 12 quarterbacks. Number 12. It just makes sense. I mean, it makes sense, right? But, uh, you know, at Colorado and Nebraska and all those guys still. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, wait, I, I, 14. Oh, yeah, 14. West Virginia's quarterback, Garrett Green. Um, you know, so we saw limited action last year, but, you know, enough to see who he was. Um, and it was just bad. It was not very good. <laughs> 55% completion percentage, just 6.3 yards per attempt, which is very bad, in case you didn't know. Um, five touchdowns, three picks, just... He can run, which is good because you know he's going to have to run a lot. Uh, but just not high on him or the Mountaineers this year. Fair, yeah. All right, number thirteen, the new new kid in the block here. We got Cincinnati's quarterback Emory Jones. Um, he's taken over from Ben Bryant, who was a starter last year. He transferred out. He got a new coach, uh, Scott Satterfield, coming in from Louisville. So Emory Jones, you know, started out with Florida was there for a long time. I think four years he was there and was kind of the heir apparent um, from Kyle Trask days. And you thought Dan Mullen was going to get kind of a lot out of him, but just didn't really pan out the year that he was kind of Florida's quarterback. And then ASU last year wasn't very good. In fact, he, uh, his backup came in and actually performed better uh, than Emory Jones did. So um, I'm, I'm not so sure this is going to be, you know, very good for, for Satterfield, but you know, I'll give Satterfield credit. He does get usually do pretty good on offense, and he does do well with dual threat quarterbacks. But I wish Jones would run more. I think he's actually doesn't rely on that enough uh, for his game. But you know, just not super high on him. I can see that. I'm. I am a little. I feel like Scott Satterfield kind of is getting buried, and I think yeah. he might do a decent job at Cincinnati. But I just, I agree. Yeah. I don't know if Emory Jones yeah. is the guy, but I. I wouldn't be surprised if Jones is better yeah. because of Satterfield. I agree with you on Satterfield. I think people people are just way too harsh on him. Um, yeah, I think I, I still think it's I'm not being too harsh. There's not big Emory Jones guy, but yeah, so no, fine. I'm not talking about. He's fine. I'm not talking about you. You're you're yeah. you're fine, but <laughs> other people. Thanks. Yeah. All right, moving on. Number twelve. Uh, whoopsie. Number whoopsie. twelve. We got. Uh, well, yeah. I gave it away, but it's okay. Oh, that the too. listeners still don't know. They don't, and they don't know what happened and why I said whoopsie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> number 12, we have Alan Bowman from Oklahoma State. There's quite a few candidates, actually, that are up for this job, so it's not Alan Bowman's for by any stretch right now, but that's my guess is going to be. You got redshirt freshman Garrett Rangel, uh, Gunner Gunner Gundy, um, and then they got an incoming freshman, even Zane Flores from the state of Nebraska, who's getting some good kind of publicity, or at least. So we don't know. Uh, but Bo Bowman clearly has the most experience. This will be a sixth <laughs> yeah. season uh, of college football. And his best season was his very first at Texas Tech. He actually put up some very good numbers. And remember that? It was a long time ago, but everybody was like, oh, yeah. Bowman. All right. Man. I was a big good. Bowman guy. He was, big. He was yeah. Yeah. And even Freshman, like transferring really to Michigan. I don't know. It's like, yeah, yeah he thought maybe factor in there at some point. But yeah. But, you know, did. so if you, if you that first year was great. And then ever since then, it's not like he's ever had a bad statistical season when it, you know in the times that he's gotten in limited reps so he's got good career numbers and um, you know 34 touchdowns to 18 picks 67 percent completion percentage over his career that's good stuff so 
I mean, I, I, Oklahoma State's not going to have, you know, they lost Spencer Sanders, the transfer to Ole Miss, the, for their quarterback who was there for four years, I believe. And it's going to be interesting to see Bowman. It's they, they lose a lot, so I'm not sure what Oklahoma State's going to have, but he, he's pretty good. I think he's pretty good for a tw- number 12. I think that's a pretty good number 12, but maybe I should have had yeah, him higher. But I'm just not high on Oki State. It's a problem. Okay. But uh, moving on, we'll go to uh, number 11, another former Texas Tech quarterback. You got Donovan Smith. He's transferred now to Houston, um, and he's in a battle with one other guy, really, Lucas Coley. Uh, He transferred in from Arkansas last season. Um, But my money's on Smith. I think he's got a little more potential, showed some flashes the last couple of years, you know, whether or not Houston can and and Holgerson can get the consistency out of him. That's, I think, kind of his main question. Can he just be consistent enough? Um, decent numbers, 19 touchdowns, 10 picks, 64% completion percentage. So he's got, got some things and he's, he can run a little bit. He's, he's a tough runner, uh, especially down in kind of the, the red zone area He's a big guy. So if, if Hogo can just get his numbers to improve a little bit, I mean, I think Smith can be pretty solid for him. I totally agree with what you said. I, I like when you watch Smith, I, I like him. He just, yeah. I, I agree that he needs to be more consistent. Yep. All right, number 10, uh, former, well, TCU here. We got uh, Chandler Morris coming off of a national championship appearance, TCU losing Max Duggan. But this guy, Chandler Morris, actually beat him out to start the season. Yeah. As the Why isn't he number one, Ryan? <laughs> I know, <Beat> Max right? Duggan. <laughs> I think it's just one of those, uh, uh, yeah. what you would call it, Tennessee scenarios and Virginia Tech, uh, Hen and Hooker scenarios where they just – for whatever reason, quarter these guys just don't appreciate some of the quarterbacks that they have. Hooker, like, he was amazing. Like, two coaches it, just did not appreciate it. Get it's it. weird that it's 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 apparently very hard to just tell in practice who's yeah. the better quarterback, right? Like right. It's, it, sometimes it's wildly different too. It's like this guy was way better. You know, I, I mean, know. We, we'll see the Max Brown, the Max Brown, Sam Darnold thing was like the total. There's another one, yeah, well, yeah. But anyways, all right. So Chandler Morris. Um, yeah, I mean, he got hurt. TCU season could have been drastically different last year. Who knows what would have happened if Morris stayed healthy? I don't know. Probably don't go undefeated or, well, close to it um, throughout the regular season. So, um, I don't know. I guess you should expect Morris to be pretty good just by the fact that he did beat out Duggan. But his supporting cast won't be quite as strong. Um, and it's just hard to project Morris because he actually hasn't played that much. You just haven't seen him a whole yeah. lot. He, he's really... He has he's had like one really good game in his career. I was like against Baylor a couple years back. But other than that, he just hasn't taken a ton of meaningful snaps. So I don't know. The jury's pretty still out on him. It is, and he started right. He started last year game one against Colorado, horrible yeah. Colorado team, and and in the first half was yeah, well, not, not great, not good. So yeah, that was bad. But that's such a small sample that I don't worry about it too much. I, know. I this is my first kind of big disagreement on the list i would have okay. him a few slots higher just because yeah System. because he did beat out max duggan like right. i think that says something yeah uh, sonny dykes knows what he's doing with quarterbacks um and i so i trust sonny dykes development of of morris i think he'll put him in good yeah uh, situation to succeed and kendall bryles the new offensive coordinator he's also great with quarterbacks so i don't know i just think I, I would I would have him high. It's also one of those things where okay, this you're talking all about the system and the pieces and dykes. Yeah. What if you put this quarterback in front of him that you think? Yeah. That you, well, when in I'm that trying scenario. to, when I'm that's a good point, and it's hard to separate. When yeah. I'm trying to make an argument for a player 
that isn't a good system to be higher. <laughs> I, I call it development. I don't call it mm-hmm, the system. Mm-hmm. I say he's going to develop him yeah. into being yeah. a good quarterback. But, <laughs> yeah. but you're right. It's yeah. It's it's hard to say. It's kind of hard. I, I could I'm, be wrong. I, I could eat my words on that one. But I don't think t- I, I'm I'm lower on TCU this I hear, year. So I don't think he'll be that great. But I think he might be better than this next guy. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, so number nine, we have uh, yet another transfer. There's just so many of these guys yeah. are transfers. We got a two-time transfer. Uh, Keaton Slovis, now at BYU, started his career. So um, I'm sorry to interrupt here, but yeah, every single quarterback on the list so far, okay, not not yeah, transferred this year, but they're all Garrett Green transferred, transferred at some I guess. Point. I guess. Oops, sorry. Uh, was Garrett Green? Is he formerly at USC? I'm a USC fan, so I should really uh, yeah look that up because I actually know that more confidently, I mean, statistically, but... I think he's only ever played for West Virginia. So okay, maybe uh, I'm but thinking of somebody. That, that's else. interesting. All right, let me go on to talk about Slovis, and you'll you'll figure this one out. Um, so Keaton Slovis now at BYU started his career at USC, and his first year at USC was amazing. Everyone was like, "Holy cow, this kid's going to be you know incredible." But the three years that he's played after that, he transferred to Pitt last year, not very good. Like he just has not had good numbers. And last year you thought, you know, cause Pitt had a pretty good ground game. Um, so you thought like, okay, good ground game to lean on. You think Slovis would be able to put up some at least efficient numbers might not have to be huge, but just put up efficient numbers, but he didn't 58% completion percentage, seven and a half yards per attempt, 10, t- 10 touchdowns, nine picks. That's not good. That's just pretty bad numbers for QBs nowadays, especially on a decent team. Um, so that that's not too great, but I do think he's going to put up some better numbers um, as BYU's quarterback. I think they'll be get a little bit more out of him. Uh, but it's you know maybe nine is probably the highest I could have put him here at this position. And I don't know. I think uh, I think BYU will just be able to do a little better with him though. So all right, and Garrett Green not a transfer. So okay, so that's the first one. Yeah. All right, uh, and neither is this next guy at uh, number eight. He's been an Iowa State cyclone so far in his career. Hunter Deckers, the lefty. Um, hard to judge him because I don't think he really had that great of a supporting cast. And Matt Campbell usually finds a way actually to get more out of his quarterbacks uh, than he did with Deckers last year. So it, it's a little hard to see what, say what, what I truly think of him at this point. I want to see what he does this year. Um, his yards per attempt was, was really low, 6.7 through the most interceptions in the conference with 14. That's alarming. Um, but I do think, you know, in his second full season and, and some more experience around him, I do think he's going to have a pretty good jump this year, especially with Matt Campbell sticking around. And But, you know, so this is a little bit more be more of a projection. I think those numbers will look a lot better this year. All right. This is uh, another disagreement for me. I would have him lower. I just, yeah. I, I know he was a good recruit and you, you gave some excuses for him, but, you know, way too many interceptions, n- no explosion in the passing game. Like, I just got to see something before. Fair. I mean, yeah, before I have him. I mean, not that Chandler Morris has really I shown any pretty either, weak but, conference, so it's hard to say. But, like, he's played and played bad. So, I would, for me, I would, I would punish him for that. But he's got the potential. So, so maybe yeah. you're kind of hedging there. Maybe he'll make it. Yeah, that's, I'm projecting. This is a projection. Yes. Yeah. By the way, Garrett Green, uh, <laughs> 2008. Was a USC player in 2008. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so that's how a long yeah, time okay. transfer. Getting old, getting old, and <laughs> memories not quite. You were there. Well, it's at sort that of there. Time. It's a nut. It's somewhat there. You were a student. Just, you should have known. That's probably why the name is familiar to me. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, Garrett Green, was he a defensive player? 
He was like a quarterback that I think switched to receiver. I don't know. Don't quote me on that. But okay. Either way, that was 15 years ago. Nice. Yeah. (laughs) Not, 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 not too bad. All right. uh, Moving on. Uh, Number seven. We're getting to the top half of the conference. And we got Blake Shapin at Baylor. Took over the starting job last year after he beat out uh, Gary Bohannon, um, who was the previous, you know, starter for that previous year. And so, you can, I, I think a lot of people, and understandably so, including maybe most of us, thought that after beating out Bohannon, he was going to be pretty good. His numbers just weren't that great. I mean, they, you know, he had 18 touchdowns, 10 picks. Not, not, not horrible, but not great. 7.6 yards per attempt, okay. 63% completion, okay. So it was just like, okay. He was an okay quarterback last year. Um, doesn't really add anything on the ground, so that that's not very good either. So it's just... He's kind of your middle of the road quarterback in the Big Twelve right now. I, I not, he's not bad, but he's not good. I do think he'll get a little better this year, so that's I guess why I have him in the top half of the conference. But he's got to improve quite a bit if Baylor really wants to kind of jump back into the conference title picture like they did a couple years back. He's, so he's mm. tough. I'll agree with you. He's tough because the end of two years ago when he stepped in and right. helped them win the Big Twelve championship game, like. You could yep. see the potential. You're like, wow, okay, like I yeah. understand why they're they're gonna Aranda's gonna have him be the starter the following year, and it just obviously didn't come to fruition. But you have to remember too, yeah. I guess Baylor as a team progressed. Their defense wasn't as good as it was the year before winning the Big Twelve title. So it's it's yeah. it's kind of put up or shut up now, but he's shown yep. both. Exactly. Tough. All right. Uh on to number six. Got Tyler Shuck, um, another transfer from Oregon originally. Now he's at Texas Tech been in college for four years uh, and he's never managed to play more than seven games in a season. So just that kind of leaves a little bit of a doubt there for me. Um, But when he does play, he's been pretty solid. Um, Didn't have necessarily the best numbers last year, just 60% completion percentage, 7.4 yards per attempt, seven touchdowns, four picks. So not that great. Um, He did actually kind of run it a little better than I anticipated as far as, you know, putting being a dual threat. He had nearly 300 yards in the ground on in seven games. That's pretty good. Um, But for me, it's like, he's got to stay healthy and he's got to finish out a whole season. Um, So it's hard for me to put him higher than this, but based on his numbers and his productivity and how he's looked when he's played, I think this is a deserving spot. Um, But if he can, if he can do it for the whole year, maybe he moves up a spot or two, even on this list. And I think tech could be pretty solid. So, um, but it's not exactly Tech's system of old either, so you're not going to see the uh, air raid type, you know. But they do. Well, you, you got know. you got Zach Kitley, so yeah, you got uh, Zach Kitley. <laughs> I I checked that, and soon as, like last year wasn't like that, but you know it's true. Kitley well, last could, uh, year they had Zach Kitley as well, but they but year had some two line issues, and yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think they're gonna he'll, he'll probably improve on those numbers. Yeah, so I I like Tyler Shock. I think he's good. Yeah. I I might have had him. You know, if he stays healthy, but yeah, I, I yeah. probably would have had him ahead of. That's why I factored in. I pack, I factored in that. Okay. Yeah, and and there's just some positive momentum with Texas Tech as a program. As they won, yeah. I think they they finished the year winning four in a row. They they whipped Ole Miss in their bowl game. Like that can change fast, but yeah, it can. Yeah. But I'm just saying they're <laughs> they're trending nicely right now. I know. I hope they do, and I hope they continue. Like I would be, you know, and, and it, you know, with the the new version of the Big Twelve, like they could do a you know, as far as recruiting, like they could be one of the top recruiting teams in that conference. So they, yeah, they could with do the way, could, the way they you know, that OU and Texas are gone and the new, yeah. yeah, the way they're recruiting now. So it's, they could lead the way. So yeah, it's actually probably some pretty interesting, exciting times there 
if you're a tech tech fan, you probably sure. they're pumped. Yeah, they're pumped to see OU and Texas leave, right? Yeah, like that's kind of interesting. Oh, to see. Oh, I don't know about that. Right. I, mean, I. What do you think? Like, I if there are any Texas Tech fans listening, like this or on YouTube or anything, let let me let us know. Like, I want to hear opinions on that. Like, are you excited that Texas and OU are leaving? Because maybe now you'll theoretically have a legit chance to win the <laughs> conference. But does it also? Yeah. I don't know. You don't get to play them, and does it hurt your? I don't know. National national yeah, brand it, maybe, but. Yeah, it could could end up being a blessing in disguise, like with uh, yeah, you know, if yeah, yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see, but okay, they they could benefit. They won more games, but all right. Uh, moving on, top five in the Big Twelve. We got uh, number five. We got John Reese, John Rice Plumley, uh, former Ole Miss Rebel, took over the starting job last year at UCF. Played pretty well. He did. He, he's a true like dual threat guy. His passing numbers ended up being pretty decent. Um, that was obviously the concern from him. Could he throw the ball? You know, he passed for over 200 yards per game or almost 200 yards per game, I should say. 60. Hey, hey, come on. <laughs> I, know. I think a couple I hundred think yards per game. A little bar. couple hundred yards per game. 60. But considering how great of a runner he is. is yeah. The thing. yeah. He's, yeah. A good he's not a great passer. I'm not saying that, but. He's a good he, baseball player, he, too. Yeah, he performed better through the air than I would have thought. 200 yeah. yards a game, 63% completions, 14 touchdowns, eight picks. Not bad through the air. Like, there's some numbers that I've said before that are worse. <laughs> yeah, so, I want to see the Gus Malzahn of old. That's I what I want to see. But he had 900 yard, almost 900 yards on the ground and uh, 11 rushing touchdowns. So, like that's like, huge numbers from the quarterback yeah. position. So, yeah, I think he's, he's a, a pretty. I like, I like him. I think he's a solid quarterback. Uh, like he's not going to be bad. You know, you're going to get good running out of him. He's a good enough passer to to kind of complement his running, but. You know, I, I like him. I think he's pretty solid. Yeah, being that great of gives you a pretty high floor. Exactly, exactly. All right, number four, Will Howard, Kansas State. This one's tough a little bit for me, but four is pretty high. Um, he was a really good change of pace guy last year compared to kind of the, the starter for them was Adrian Martinez. Um, just because he was a, more of a pure passer, Martinez was dual threat. Um, so when, when Will Howard came in their you know, their passing game just kind of exploded, you know, compared to Martin, compared to Martinez for sure. Um, he played in just seven games, but you know, he had averaged over eight yards per attempt. So like he was throwing kind of deep balls all over the place. Um, he had 15 touchdowns, so just four picks. So the numbers were pretty darn good. Um, I'm just kind of interested to see this year. Like he's the guy, you know, and teams know other coaches know. Will Howard's the guy. They don't need to be ready for a dual threat guy like Martinez. Um, and they see him the whole year. So can he do it for a whole full season when they know, you know, he's the man? Kind of remains to be seen. They lose Deuce see. Vaughn too. Yeah, that's a good point as well. Yeah. So I'm I'm a little concerned with that, but you can't argue. I think with this his... is the right spot. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think this is yeah. yeah. All right, fair enough. Good. So but it's it's there, there's at least some kind of questions you have from him. Yeah, you could see the efficiency maybe down slightly but yeah yeah we'll see yeah all right into the top three interesting top three here quinn ewers from texas uh you know so last year his numbers uh weren't all that impressive 15 touchdowns six picks under under 60 percent completion percentage which is not good at all seven and a half yards per attempt also not very good but it was his first full year um you know, as a, as a starting quarterback, wasn't fully healthy. 
Um, that is a major concern. So I'm kind of anticipating one, his health will be much better. Yeah. So I'll have more of a, you know, his arm will be a little stronger, maybe a little better off, but I think his in year two of the system, he's got a really good receiving core. I think his offensive line is going to be even better. Uh, I know he loses B. John Robinson, but there's still some good running backs and his skill talent around him. The receivers are great. So I think he's going to put up some pretty darn good numbers. Um, I think Texas is going to be better overall. I think his defense will be even a little better. So he won't have to maybe do quite as much. Um, so I don't know. I just, I feel like Texas is just on the right kind of path right now. So I think his numbers will kind of benefit from that, from a good team. I think his numbers will, will improve. Yeah. This is one that people watching um, might be like, maybe say a, a Kansas state fan would be upset. Cause Hey, what is Glenn yeah. Howard be really efficient last year, but mm-hmm. And maybe, you know, Texas Tech fans with Tyler Shuck as well. Like, hey, we've seen him perform, but I'm okay with it. I would have Quinn Ewers this high as well, just because you got to factor in that huge upside that he has um, as a former number one overall recruit. And just, I do, I think there's going to be a big jump forward this year. I I would project that as well. You're projecting, like you said. I'm projecting. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, they are picked to win the conference also. So yeah, clearly a lot of other folks think that Texas's offense should be pretty darn good. So all right, and number two, I got Dylan Gabriel uh, from Oklahoma, former UCF quarterback. He passed for over 3,000 yards on 8.6 yards per attempt, so pretty good. 25 TDs to just six picks, so he led a good offense. He also added, did a little more on the ground than he had in years past, th- over 300 yards and six touchdowns, so that was good to see. So you, you got to be encouraged by those numbers. Obviously, the defense was just so bad that it kind of maybe hurt Gabriel's I don't know the opinion of maybe Gabriel nationally, just if OU had a really good defense and OU's one went like 10 and two, maybe Gabriel's looked at a little differently, you know? So I think Matt's a little unfair. So I, I have a number two, um, which is you know, pretty darn good. And I don't know. He's, he, he, he kind of impressed me last year. I was a little worried about him going into, you know, the big 12 new conference. I don't know he, why you were, but I mean like relatively, but I knew he was going to be pretty good numbers at OU, but you know, I mean, they did go six and six. Well, yeah, not his fault. <laughs> not really. All right. Well, to the, uh, 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 maybe the most surprising, at least number one in anywhere, Kansas. Yep. I mean, what the heck? Kansas is quarterback number one, <laughs> right? That's insane. Not I since got... Todd Reesing. And even then, man. <laughs> True. Yeah, I don't know who else was around then. But uh, Jalen Daniels uh, of Kansas, that's just nuts. Uh, so he just was electric last year when he was in he had nine he played in nine games over two thousand over two thousand passing yards 18 touchdowns and just four picks um and he was great on the ground 425 yards and another seven touchdowns so he was he was so electric and he got him off to such a great start last year and everybody was just kind of on the kansas bandwagon like oh yeah they're so great and daniels was so good in that and unfortunately he did get hurt so that kind of you know, curtailed his season a little bit, but um, he did kind of finish really strong in the bowl game against Arkansas. You guys remember what he did? He had over 500 uh, passing yards in that game. No, that Liberty Bowl, he lit it up. He I was, was the best crazy. player on the field. I mean, so like, uh, you know, I know bowl games can get a little interesting, but, you know, we started last year and then just to obviously the finish over 500 yards passing and six total touchdowns. So <sighs> I think most people have number one. Yeah, I don't know about I, most, but yeah, they're, they're yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, some people would have Gabriel for sure. Maybe some viewers, if you just 
are really projecting, really believing in him. But uh, yeah. I guess I would have Daniels number one as well. Part of me is is looking at, you know, he went down and then Jason Bean came in and, and was great also. So it's like, is it the, not as great, this, but he was good. I mean, the numbers are pretty similar. Like he was, he was, he was pretty dang good. And um, but then I I think and it's like, well, I don't do that with Ohio State quarterbacks. You know, everyone that comes in is great. Yeah. I don't really downgrade them or you know usc quarterbacks or what have you so maybe that's that's not fair to to jalen daniels but uh but yeah i mean he was he's he was awesome it's it's, it's crazy choice, their offense I though i mean wow just yeah fun the offensive coordinator unbelievable yeah okay here's the full list for the youtube viewers trey any general thoughts on no i just i want to go back to the i know we we just kind of talked about it but again purely projection level and there would be some criticism but that's fair i don't care one through three in my opinion could have been in any order um just because i'm i'm a believer in yours this year so i know that's the one that people would be like what the heck but i think you could put those guys in any order um but it is interesting like there's some guys at the very bottom like if Bowman shows his flashes, could definitely jump into the top half. Donovan Smith showed flashes at Texas Tech. Chandler Morris, I mean, we just saw what Duggan did. So, like, I think, like, 10 through 12, really, could end up being, like, 4 through 6 at the end of the year. Yeah, I think the... I think compared to, like, there are some guys at the bottom of the ACC episode that we did that were like, ooh, that's bad, that's bad, that's bad. This list, I mean, other than Garrett Green, I guess, you know, it's I could see any one of them being decent. Yeah, so. that's true. Yeah. It's not quite as bad at the bottom, but I don't know. But overall, it is it is fairly weak, kind of you know top top ten compared yeah. to uh, the ACC. I, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think ACC is definitely better overall. Just clear, you know, power numbers or whatever. ACC is, I think, a better better conference. But you know, I think this conference was pretty hard, and it's just like I mean, you know, you've seen. Some positives, some negatives from a lot of guys like Alan Bowman. I, I had him twelve. Maybe I should, you know, maybe I should put him like seventh. I don't know. It, it's uh, it's so hard to judge on these. There's so you know, there's so many. Yeah, factors I agree. Five five through twelve looked pretty. Five through thirteen really, I guess, looked pretty tough to yeah. to to assemble. Yeah, it was hard. Yeah, I think uh, I think that there was a drop off after six. I think I kind of like I like the top six, and then Tyler okay. Shuck, you had six. I would have had Plumley six, but whatever. But then I do think below that, like shaping, eh. yeah. And like I said, fair. Deckers, I would have lower, and yeah, yeah, it's tough. I don't know, but jump, okay. jumble them up. There won't be many, like we won't be surprised by any of the results. Let's put it that way. I think in that yeah. that jumble, mix, you never know, mix right. But there. how good this list is, really, kind of overall. I feel like at the end of the season, really, like Quinn Ewers needs to take yeah. that big step and be great oh, yeah. and then you could say like all right maybe there is a good yeah, you gotta have three guys there. yeah exactly yeah. yeah um or if will howard just kind of keeps yeah. the efficiency for a full season then that would be pretty impressive too it would okay well that'll do it for this episode of the college football bros we will be back uh next episode we're gonna go through the big 10 quarterbacks and it'll be trey's turn so again oh. thanks for watching and listening see you next time